This is a Dauntless Media Collective podcast. Visit dauntless.fm for more content. Welcome to the fifth episode of Chapel Probation After Hours. Um, This is going to be a little bit longer one. Uh, We're going to have some special uh, little tidbits here in this episode. So one of my guests today is is the man behind a lot of this music that elevates this podcast every week, including this music you're hearing right now, Shin Kawasaki. He's one of my dearest friends in the world, and he used to come to APU every year for many years to perform for the Asian Club and the multi-ethnic programs. He's one of the most amazing musicians I've ever met, and he's one of my favorite people in the world, as I said. I keep, I keep saying that. He just happens to be married to another of my favorite people in the whole world, Keiko Agena. You know Keiko from her role as Lane Kim of Gilmore Girls fame, and maybe as Dr. Idrissa Tanaka of uh, Prodigal Son, or her recurring role in the final season of Better Call Saul, or the dozens of other memorable roles she has played in the past 20 plus years. Keiko came every year also to help out with the Asian Club, sometimes drumming with my band, and sometimes just showing up so that the Asian Club could have a good crowd. So they're here to reminisce about their experiences at APU, which thankfully were positive, and give thoughts about the stories on chapel probation and the state of evangelical culture in America. Identify yourselves. (laughs) Sure. Okay, hi, I'm Keiko again. uh, I am uh, a friend of Scott's and uh, a member of Los Angeles community. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh where's your com- yeah. and my name is Shin Kawasaki and I'm married to Keiko Agena even though I kept my last name yeah <laughs> you can't give her everything you know? <laughs> I want everything <laughs> and I am a member of a Los Angeles community and uh, proud to be uh, a friend of Scott's for uh, how long has How it been years? now? When did you come? Well, I mean... 2000? 99? I, I came here in 99. I joined the band called Visiting Violet back in 2000. Okay, then that's what I would Which happens you. to be led by my, Scott's cousin. My cousin, Lee. Shout Lee out to Takasugi. Lee. Yes. Uh, and uh, we spent uh, probably around 10 plus years uh, playing in and out side of Los Angeles. Uh, that's kind of how I got introduced to uh, Asian American communities uh, in LA and outside of LA and uh, as a uh, uh, Japanese native, uh, Shin Issei, uh, it's been a very, very educational and uh, uh, life-altering yeah, and the space is made better by Shin being there too. So, like, <laughs> Shin I is give myself that much. Shin credit. is the best musician. The, your music has really elevated this podcast. <laughs> oh, and that's right. Yeah, thank you very much for no. Using thank you, the, yeah. thank you. Um, 
And Keiko was just always, you were there at the ground zero beginning of Tuesday Night Cafe with uh, yeah. Here and Now with Tracy. So mm-hmm. yeah, this community it goes way back. So it's, it's kind of cool. And the reason you guys are on, well, partly because just to be able to hang with you guys, but to you were all both uh, participants of many events at Azusa Pacific University. <laughs> I, I just dragged all my f- cool friends from the Tuesday night um, community, and mm-hmm. you all were so gracious with your time and energy to, to come and help uh, me and the students. And so they always loved when y'all came and... You know, Keiko alone like quadrupled the attendance of any the Asian club. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there were um, uh, uh, right. There was some uh, um, attachment to, or at least recognition to, a character that I play because I was on Gilmore Girls, and mm-hmm. there was, and she was um, part of a very religious family, and so I think I I do remember there was a little bit of. Um, recognition for that character. So, so that that's was, right. That's funny, and I think there was I. I could be wrong, and this could be a fever dream, but I thought there was some like we played the the theme song for Gilmore Girls, and people all knew the they just they just knew the song a little bit, right? Is, I think Shin happen? was Shin was Is doing the right? music, and and he just started like strumming the song, and everybody just started singing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and that was back when. Um, you know that was pre Netflix, so that was uh, when people yeah. when it was rare it was for me still to kind airing, of. I think. Oh um, yeah, so it was maybe. rarer for me to uh, run into people who actually were familiar with um, the show because I, I don't think it was as popular before it actually got. Even though it was on the air, I I just didn't feel like I r- usually ran into people that really were aware of the show. Oh well, the 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 middle class white kids at APU that, that <laughs> they were all over it, so they. <laughs> That's like sweet. A stronghold for that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you were their people. Yeah, you were. You were. You. Were, they were pretty excited. Um, I only right. like halfway knew the lyrics. Oh, I only you, knew the, the changes. Worst. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm the worst. But then I didn't know the rest of the, the crowd carried the song. Yeah, as, uh, I was sitting there just going la la. la, la That's about as much as I know. Too. Anyway, um, so the first time y'all came out, I w- I wasn't sure how to ask you like to give your time i remember being nervous I, we wanted to have this it was a special week it was like the diversity week and mm-hmm. our little asian club had never put on an event like a, a campus-wide event so i wanted to make it big so i asked tracy because um, i was just starting to hang out with her a lot at that time and i was like do you think you think we can get other people to to come and she's like yeah and so I, <laughs> So I asked you two, and I asked uh, like Junko Goda, and um, I think it was Edrin that came the first time. Mm. Edrin Sumagaisei. So you all, all of y'all were the panel. And we talked about Asians in the media or something like that, mm. and we packed out this like two hundred seat room, and there was people standing in the back, and uh, it was great. We talked about you know most okay, legit three fourths of the people were, were there just to see Keiko. Um, and that's fine because they had they got to listen to a really good conversation and um, and there were just the Asian kids were are so invisible at APU mm. for them to put on this event with so many people there and with you all coming from outside was just so validating t- to them um, and it really kind of kickstarted the Asian club um, from that point on and then Shin started coming pretty much every year to perform at like the multi ethnic picnic 
mm-hmm. and all the apostle events and we even got keiko to play drums and, and many of them oh my gosh it's so yeah. funny oh, I, I all yeah. i remember is throwing my stick in yeah. the middle of a but then jenny threw it back and you just oh, kept yeah. going <laughs> i have pictures of this i'm gonna put pictures in the show notes that was um, the most epic thing i've ever done because keiko's like just whatever you do don't make me do a drum solo and then <laughs> we made her do a drum solo <laughs> <laughs> Which can only end in mock violence. Yeah. So lots of great memories. I, I just, if if I didn't bring my friends from outside of APU, I, I would have lost my mind. It was just like yeah. having you all there was like healing to me because I at least share with you the good kids, the good, the good mm. um so, um, so let's go back. Like, what's your religious backgrounds? Um, like, Shin grew up in Japan. What was? What was? Did you have religion? It's going to be very short for me because okay, uh, yeah. Japanese culture, uh, as a whole, especially after uh, the war, has been mm. very. Uh, I don't know. Agnostic is the word actually, but the uh, well, non-religious, non-committal, really. Right? I mean, like I grew up. Buddhist, technically, my grandma was really pretty hardcore about it. Hmm. But I mean, I was probably one of the few kids in my class that actually knew the scripture and oh, I hey. can actually do the chants the and chance, all that yeah. stuff. Uh, that's about it. My mom uh, was a big fan of uh, movies, Ten Commandments, and, oh, you know, Ben Hur and all yeah. that stuff. So, like, you know, she knows a little bit of the Bible story without like really kind of you know believing in it or anything like yeah. that so like you know christianity for me uh up until i came here was just a kind of a very vague concept there was a story you know and you're so was, fortunate to, <laughs> in a way especially after listening to all y'all's you know stories i'm like yeah. wow and you know like what we see in the American society these days that yes. you know, the ills of <laughs> it's, yeah Roe v Wade yeah. falling is a direct result of the sort of prominence of evangelical Christianity in America. So yeah. and evangelical was like a very much a alien concept to me. And yeah, it, you know it's, it's fairly I'm new. St- I'm still learning too. Yeah, I mean it really didn't become a, t- a term people use until like the late '80s, I think. So, mm. um, how about you, Keiko? Well, I grew up, uh, it's called Southern Baptist, but you have to imagine that this is also in Hawaii. Southern um, Baptist and it's in Hawaii. mostly Japanese people. So it's not yeah. the, the, the type of Southern Baptist I think that Americans would think about when yeah. it's very quiet. <laughs> there, there is singing, but it's not uh-huh. a, an enthusiastic singing. Um, but I, uh, because it was Baptist, I mean, I, I when I was younger, I was very much, my mom is still religious. So, you know, we we went every Sunday and when I was 12, I remember I was like, oh, I raised my hand and I was going to go get baptized and all yeah. of that. And and it was really like it was really the um, when I went, was going through sort of the classes where they get you prepped to be baptized. I start I started to have certain questions that couldn't that I couldn't find an adult person that could answer um a couple of questions that i had that and because of that after even though i did end up going through with getting baptized i started to that was my break away and then i and then i you know i i i have an understanding 
of uh, Christianity. And there's a lot. I think my relationship right now with Christianity is is a lot like um, a religion in general. It's, there are things that I miss as far as community, yeah. um, which is a really, they kind of have a lock on that. That's the, that's the unfortunate thing is that religion has this community, you know, um, net and it feels yeah. good to be part of something. And, yeah. and, uh, and the, and the s- songs like singing, there's something so joyful and art, you know, there, um, and unfortunately I feel like there's also like this tie of, of religion with I don't think it's always healthy but with uh with volunteering that I think yeah. that it's it's patchy in other areas of life. Anyway, th- this is this is how I feel about um my relationship to religion now is I'm kind of trying to find different ways to have that the things that I missed about growing yeah. up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you married a musician, so yeah. check. Um <laughs> We got we have the Tuesday night cafe community that we're I do, all part yes, of. That's so right. check. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. And to your point, when Jerry had cancer back in 2015, I really felt like our community was as powerful as like the, mm. the old church community. So, um, so yeah, we have a lot of it. But yeah, there is something different about like a religious community because you're kind of united around specific values and rules and it's but you like know, I identity. Also, I also wonder if it's it's also a time it's simply like a time thing. If I see someone once a week mm. there it you you will just automatically have a um a relation. You just sort of know that person. And you know with Tuesday nights at the cafe in particular, like when it's happening, that's something that's literally twice a month. So yeah. that that's another thing. But I think it's rare that as adults, sometimes we don't always have something really regular. Yeah. Like when's the last time that we see each other? And we're good friends, but we you know we don't see each other every week. Yeah. Kind of thing. Although so this is a strange week because I've seen you guys oh, like, <laughs> every day this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really nice though i mean you know yeah. we you know what like slowly coming out of the whole covid scare and yeah. all, all that stuff so like it's but yeah to your point i mean like you know before that whole you know pre-covid like when we were rather kind of taking each other for granted you know yeah there wasn't really an excuse for us to actually see each other on a regular basis that's yeah. why i mean because we're all busy you all have stuff yeah. you're doing LA. Uh, take your travels you know for work a lot yeah. so you oh, it's your fault you leave us and go oh, do I, like all the, all the stuff so i'm just true. gonna blame you because okay. you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, i'm spoiled because i get to see you guys a lot this week so what are we gonna do next week we have to oh. have ache a, have a party from missing each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so um when you came to APU and you knew that it was like a Christian school and you probably heard me say, you know, mixed things about mm. it, um, were you ever concerned or were you ever like, oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, uh, be associated with this? Because um, at the time it was like the rise of the Tea Party. Um, it wasn't nearly as bad now, but, you know, Fox News was really surging. Um, and there was political things happening um, that the school was very much associated with. It's very anti-LGBTQIA and very racist and misogynistic in culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you guys have any concerns when you when I was dragging you out to to come? 
I mean, I, I, um, not, not, I mean, I, I sort of looked at it as, um, I trust you and you're my friend and, and I, 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 uh, I support, I support you. And so I knew that however, um, our, um, interaction there was going to have integrity that's just what i uh, that's what i uh felt and believe in it and it did i knew i knew that i wouldn't be put in a an i i, I wasn't afraid of an uncomfortable situation yeah. and keiko you can know. you lead us in prayer now <laughs> <laughs> and i'd be like yeah. okay <laughs> let's dig deep yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. know about you but like i had met some of your kids, I mean, some of your students, yeah, before going into it, I believe, probably, yeah, I I must have. So like, I kind of knew that, and then you, you know, preempted saying like, you know, these are the cool kids, and yeah, the, but the kids. school school <laughs> itself is and whatnot, and yeah. I was probably to a degree like oblivious to like what that meant, especially you okay. know that was like still like yeah. early yeah. in my. Um, you know, education. Well, not education, but like the the kind of uh, no, my knowledge as about to like cultures. what that is about and yeah. all that stuff was like fairly shallow at that point. So like, yeah, just, no, like Shin bringing Shin was such a breath of fresh air for the students because sometimes Shin would cuss. <laughs> and um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was this great time when he, there was this band of these kids like there was a student at the school and his friends were all in like high school like they're like 13 to 15 years old and shin was the feature of that night and he 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 got on the mic and he's like it's like how old are you guys and they're like oh we're 14 he's like you're fucking 14 <laughs> and then and then the whole room went <gasps> oh god that's and then shin funny. was like oh sorry shit i mean <laughs> i mean fuck i mean i mean <laughs> It, but see, but nobody was mad. It was just like a, a true moment uh, of like, you know, this is fucking stupid. Like, this, it's just language. You know, it's yeah. just, it's not a big deal. But it was because of the context. And oh, the other funny memory was at the picnic. Shin killed it at the multi ethnic programs picnic. Uh, the other groups, like the black um, organization and the Latina, Latino organization, were always thrilled when Shin came because he played all kinds of songs Aww. and everything from like the police to Marvin Gaye. So you were, you launched into let's get it on oh. at the picnic <laughs> and the black students all stood up and were like, yeah. And everyone else was like, oh, is this about sex? <laughs> <laughs> but like I was, I was over at the, the BSA oh, table when you started playing that and they just looked at me like, yeah, your friend's cool. You're <laughs> <laughs> I, that's hilarious that th I, of all the songs that you know I, I, that, was, that's, that's that was, was the yeah. one I'm that you chose sure I wasn't even thinking that no of course not but why yeah. would you I mean it's just a great song you know it's, yeah, it's, it's and, yeah. and but like it's the context of being in this really restrictive environment you know it's like yeah. and again no one was mad but you know the white kids were like oh uh, is this okay can I can I can I dance to this? Can I, mm. Am I going to hell for this? I don't, it's, a, it's, a check, it's a double check. Yeah. So now this is the song I use for the high emotional moments of the podcast. I get tears in my eyes just hearing it. Oh, that Shin wrote. Anyway, so most of you 
listening already know Keiko. You've seen her work, and for me, she was the first Asian American television star who not only was a favorite character on a beloved show, uh, Gilmore Girls, but Keiko represented our community exquisitely, playing a funny, smart, caring young woman with rock star dreams. And you might not believe me when I tell you that she is perfectly matched in artistic talent and vision with Shin. Shin is that musician that can play jazz, rock, or standards, or anything, really. If he's ever heard a song in any genre, he can play it, like right now, perfectly, on guitar or bass or keyboards. Even with so much talent and attention to craft, Keiko and Shin are the best hang you will ever have. Several of the guests, uh, as, as you've heard of this podcast, have partied with Sh at least Shin, if not both he and Keiko, um, at my house or in Little Tokyo. I could go on and on. Um, but let me share something special here. Shin, this year, was part of a, a special project uh, with the Japanese American Cultural and Community Center. Uh, we, we call it the JACCC. And they featured three different musicians in a showcase of um, Japanese American talent. Um, and then they performed it at the big Aratani Theater in Little Tokyo. Now I sat there with tears as Shin presented the work he produced through this project. Uh, one was a song ad adapted from a song his grandmother used to sing to him as a child growing up in Japan. And this song we're about to hear is Shin's response to Asian hate that affected all of us during the pandemic and continues to threaten us today. He sings directly to those who would hate us and wish us harm. And that basically means Shin is singing to Christian nationalists, the people that this podcast is taking a stand against. Um, and many of these people have attended evangelical schools like APU, if, if not APU. So this is a recording of that very performance. Um, so sit back, enjoy, and feel the love. There will be links to Shin's music in the show notes. Call me by my name, not just my race. Know me in my life, not just my case. Remember who I am, not just my face. A headline that your mind will erase. See me in my soul, not just my skin. Learn from my own tales, not their own spin. Drop your stupid jokes, wipe off your grin Think of how it's always been I see the pain in you See the hurt in you We're not that different, I can feel it See the lies they told The vows they broke we're both mistreated, I can prove it I see the rage in you See the hate in you Take 
take it elsewhere, you can't use it. See the rage in you, see the hate in you. Take it elsewhere, we can't use it. I see the rage in you, see the hate in you. Take it elsewhere, we can't use it. See the hate in you. See the rage in you Take it elsewhere Take it elsewhere I am what I am and no one else defines me I am here to stay and no one can deny me Fate is in my hands and no one else decides it Take it elsewhere I am what I am and no one else defines me I am here to stay and no one can deny me Fate is in my hands and no one else decides it Take it elsewhere, take it elsewhere I am what I am and no one else defines me I am here to stay and no one can deny me for a season and she endures perhaps being smacked one night and then she seeks help from the church. There is a pile of dead bodies behind the Mars Hill bus <laughs> and by God's grace it'll be a mountain by the time we're done. You either get on the bus or you get run over by the bus. Those are the options. There's nothing holy about writing discrimination into the law and I am tired of communities of faith being weaponized because the only time religious freedom is invoked is in the name of bigotry and discrimination. I'm tired of it. Hi, I'm Nate, producer and co-host on the Full Mutuality Podcast. Let's talk about inequality. It's everywhere. Whether it's rooted in race, gender, ability, or sexuality, there's bound to be an imbalance in power, influence, representation, and access. On our show, we want to explore areas of religion, culture, and society where justice is needed in order to bring about true mutuality. I hope you'll join us for some enlightening, fun, and at times uncomfortable conversations as we envision a world where everyone can live free from systems and structures that keep us from being truly equal. You can find us on your favorite podcast app or visit our website, fullmutuality.com, to find a list of all the platforms we're available on. Subscribe today and we'll see you on the Full Mutuality Podcast. In a way, like all the like horror stories really uh, that you guys been um, uh, featuring on the podcast was almost like, damn, I yeah. heard that it was bad, but... Yeah this bad you know i think we were we were having a certain experience of the school like a protective yeah kind oh, yeah, of yeah. yeah we carved out a special yeah. space in the multi-ethnic programs very much yeah um 
But that now you see why the kids are so happy to, to have mm. have people from the outside come and just be real and just be normal. Um, and it made sense that like the connection that you had with the students that I had met through you, like yeah. had there's so much tight connection with you. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they had like a respect and love for you. Yeah. And, and like, for, for you guys too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the community that you provided yeah. for those those kids. In subsequent years, there may have been some big parties that Shin came to over here with some of those kids and um, people <laughs> sleeping on the couch. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and hazy memories. Um, <laughs> it was good times. Yeah, yeah, that's all I remember, really. Like the good times. Good, good times. Yeah, no, and I'm glad because I didn't want you guys to see like the really bad shit. I, I didn't. I, I was. If it was, if it was that, I wouldn't have brought y'all in because that's mm. that would have been depressing. But now that you've listened to a couple episodes, so what have been your thoughts of as you as you listened? I mean, it's um, it's it's heartbreaking, you know, to 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 uh because we were talking about uh adrian's mm-hmm. episode that we would most recently listened to and 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 just feeling for her i mean i because she kept saying like that first month was good and you think oh my gosh of all of college yeah. you know yeah. just the only good part of it was just the mere month that's yeah. just a, such a small precious time and then, and the, then the so racism much, hit so then... much of the rest of it is struggle and that's just that's just totally heartbreaking. What was interesting mm-hmm. for me in that particular episode is that I actually was uh, uh, going to Citrus College a uh, couple times a year for uh, uh, this other uh, like an international student-ish yeah. type uh, like a workshop situation where I was a translator. Right. So I was going there, you know, like fairly frequently. Like when I do those gigs I would be there for like a like a three days or something so I was familiar with the area mm-hmm. and and then I you know started going to APU or you know yeah. was invited to APU and I was like oh it's right next door yeah so to hear that like how her as a uh, Azusa local yeah as a resident just Azusa, going yeah. into that campus and it's a whole different yeah world yeah. is like Oh wow! It's like we, we, like I said, like you know, we were kind of our experiences at the APU were rather kind of filtered. Whereas, yeah. so like I couldn't really get that nuance of like how different and how like insular that community or the campus or experience of that the APU campus was, and then that was kind of shocking to me because Citrus is pretty diverse. I thought, yeah, it's a community mm-hmm. college. Yeah, it's a very well known community college in the area. Yeah. But it's it's on the same block, but it's like a world away culturally. Yeah, it's yeah. almost literally just next door, right? Yeah, literally yeah. next door. Yeah, yeah. But the um, yeah the the stories that uh, were told by your students that I knew personally knew, you yeah. know, Liz and Matt, Matt yeah. and all those guys. I mean, they had hinted at me at pretty sure and yeah. you know over the years you know whatnot uh but you know especially like you know when we get together here and like you know we yeah. like you know have conversations over our drinks or whatever like i mean y- you hear it and i thought i was aware of it but to you know really get into the <laughs> details <laughs> of what has gone down it's like yeah. 
wow it's and for some of them they may not have fully processed it at the time because they were just going through it for a lot of them it's like they didn't realize how bad it was until later when they sort of revisited it and were like oh shit that was bad you know i was depressed or i was stressed out um because when you're deep in it i think you're just trying to survive it and get through and and to their credit they did fight and they you know especially matt and that that crowd mm-hmm. the administration hated them because mm-hmm. they were making all these changes and demanding changes um mm-hmm. as they should have as someone should have so yeah. and yeah. also in the in the position that they actually had to still make the grades and actually yeah go to you school know, yeah. actually do be yeah. a, the student that they're supposed to be and yeah. just you know like make that in, environment um work for what comes after in their stages of life i mean that that already is like a you know a lot of work yeah and for them to have to worry about or like you know have to deal yeah. with all that to change an entire system of the, of the, the school. bs is like oh anyway. yeah uh, um, <laughs> did did you hear the Matt episode too? Did the, the I don't I, I don't okay. think I don't know if I was there when you were. Oh, playing yeah. that one. Um, I'm trying to think who else you would. Oh, was, there was but, Sammy. You guys knew Sammy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sammy's episode was cool. Yeah, yeah. that l- little speech. I mean, it's so Sammy like yeah. that. Like <laughs> twenty twenty one twenty two year old Sammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time that I uh, saw. Uh, the the bamboo dance, oh right, uh, the t- tinkling. Yeah, actually, I, I I knew that like back home when I was in Japan. I think that I learned that in like a school, like mm-hmm. a grade school or something. Yeah. But like, do kind of see that like brought into like you know Southern California, like people yeah. doing that. And I was like, oh wow, that's totally cool. Yeah, there were a lot of that Filipino kids, so every every couple of years there would be like some heavy cultural filipino vibe to the events nice so. mm-hmm. noise yeah 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 but her episode was really uh, uh well like all of the episodes that actually the that i knew the speakers of i was yeah. like oh damn i wish i was more i don't know i don't know, I, I don't know what i could have done that i felt like i i yeah i had the same response because i i knew what they were going through but i wasn't a student and it wasn't exactly among them you know I, was, I just helped when i did what i could but yeah there, there's yeah. there's just shit they had to go through um yeah. it's kind of um i don't know if this is too off topic no yeah oh is that okay yeah. but you know when i when i uh uh think about sammy or think about um people of this age you know and what um, that they're discovering their own bravery and discovering their own voice. Um, cause I'm on TikTok a lot. <laughs> and then what's big on TikTok right now is, um, or at the time that we're recording this is the, uh, revolution in Iran with all the yeah. young people, you know, and they're so they're of all that age, you know, they're in college. And sometimes there's video of even younger girls in in high school and, and, and stuff like that. And I am, um, so impressed by um, young people and what they have to um, uh, fight for, and also there, there is, there is some sometimes, and I think about myself at that age is um, sometimes you you find a bravery that you maybe don't often keep throughout your life. Yeah. Maybe I, in some yeah. ways I was more brave at twenty than I yeah. am at the oh, age definitely. I am now. You know. 
Yeah. Well, and then like an APU is a great place to be brave because at worst you're going to get maybe suspended or, mm. or you can go to another school or, you know, like the Iranian kids, you know, their, their lives are on the line there. So that's real. Yeah. Um, there's the, and religious extremism. Too, yeah. Yeah. They could be put in jail. They can yeah. be. Um, but, but yeah, to your point though, the seeing young people come into their own and find their identity and, and, and advocate for themselves is inspiring because I think we get we get older we get more afraid of <laughs> the consequences you know it's, it gets more serious as you get older yeah um, but yeah. I was I, I think we were talking about it too it was like but that is sometimes is that kind of driving force of the change in the society too when like yeah. you know we as you know you know <laughs> looking at the you know 20 somethings or even younger like going like oh you know they just are not you know they're i don't know they're so naive or whatever the words that you may mm -hmm. use for that the passion for uh, equality or justice and all that stuff but like you kind of need that to you know get old people's asses on fire and just you know yeah. actually you know yeah. make you know um Greta is like a great example. Yeah. You know, she's she's still at again. it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, the Iranian Revolution. Um, even just a few years back, like, you know, BLM. You yeah. know, in the midst Malala. of uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the midst of the uh, the COVID, and you know how uh, mobilized they just got. It's just that I I think that. Especially with the tools like social media and whatnot, yeah. it just there's just it's just ways to amplify their, um, their, their what they're trying what they're saying, yeah. and I think it's it's up to the shot callers to actually give their ears to that, or you know, and I, yeah, and I wonder kind of like what the has there been like a social media driven narrative against what you know, APU is and uh, what they stand for and whatnot and a little bit um, yeah. and it's not just APU there's a lot of schools that have taken heat for their um, anti-LGBTQ issues mm. Um, mm. Uh, racist things that kind of get swept up lots of sexual assault that gets covered up but that's mm. not just evangelical schools that's a lot of schools mm. um, but yeah one of the themes of the podcast is that a lot of these things happen at other schools, but there's something about evangelical culture that's like a like a greenhouse for it, like mm. that fertilizes and nurtures all these these mm. negative things in our society. Which, ironically, you know, this is supposed to be the family values and you know mm. the good people, mm. but for them, you know, striking down Roe versus Wade, um, you know, keeping keeping BIPOC people from voting, you know, all these things. Get, get, calling corporations people, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's like that's kind of part of their their thing. That's the, those are their values, and it's like and it's not good for for the rest of us. Yeah. So, Sometimes yeah, I wonder if that is because it's tied with money. Oh yeah, like uh, uh, in Japan, there's been a, a big um, controversy over the uh, uh, unification. Uh, church and uh, right. even oh, though yeah. they are not the majority, they're not the majority yeah, at all. Like they're not as big as say like evangelical churches and whatnot. But they 
are so tied with uh, uh, LDP, the uh, Liberal Democratic Party, uh, um, big figures yeah. that like everybody that is kind of found to have ties with that group. I mean, is that the one that's tied to Korea? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Moon. AKA Moonies. Yeah. Moon, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm not gonna like get into like the yeah. whole, <laughs> my point being like the, because they are like, so, um, the prime minister got shot. Was right. that had like a huge ties with that because that's like right. just a, the the bulk of votes that they get, right? Yeah. So like I mean I I think that's how they start um, getting into the politics and you know like money and all that stuff. I mean evangelicals not only is like a big uh, voting block but also has money, right? Yeah. I mean when when you have money in a capitalistic society yeah, that's that we power. live in yeah. it's just that's just how power and then you know money mm -hmm. just can make so you th make need, you think that you can do anything we need money we need <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh anyway and voting and voting. voting i don't know when this is coming out and vote november um, 8th it's probably gonna it's probably after oh, november 8th but, vote november. Vote november 8th. <laughs> but 2024 is around the corner so uh, um yeah it's only a few weeks yeah. away yeah we're coming up to the midterms here yeah. Um, and Keiko does good work advocating for letter writing and um, getting people out to vote. So Right. Scott and I we letter wrote, we wrote some together. Letters. Us bit. and, was it Kira Sedgwick? Was yes. <laughs> yes, oh, us and Kira Sedgwick came. Kira Sedgwick came. Oh, yeah. And there was a beautiful modern dancer, too. I don't know yes. her name. Just she came. There was a, was a, it was brilliant. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was kind of and a nice really event, food, actually. So, um, yeah. Vote Forward is, is those guys. Yeah vote for it i'll put a link so anyway thanks for coming by do you guys have any final thoughts of um your memories or um yeah. the only thing that i actually say that i actually felt that uh after every uh episode that i listened to was like the people that were getting interviewed actually are doing so much good in the society in every field that they are in right now um despite or even like because of the experiences right. that they yeah, yeah. they they're they gain skills kind of, from fighting yeah against. they actually kind of have they seemingly they have processed that whatever the pain and yeah. the suffering that they uh, uh experienced at that environment and just then doing something uh about it or doing something that's good to you know benefit yeah you know wherever they're working or whatever communities they're in and sure. that to me was the best part of the you know all the podcast episodes that i listened to i was like oh you know it was shitty then but yeah look at you you made you're, something good out of it you're yeah. you're you're killing it you know yeah fucking awesome and i think i think the last thing i'll say is that kind of going back to what i said earlier about like missing that community aspect but but your podcast has become a a place for people to gather also, which is really nice, you mm. know, that people who have had maybe even, shall we say, traumatizing experiences yeah. can can come to this space and other spaces as well and, and find a safe haven and where people, they can feel like other people have had some shared experiences yeah. and feel supported and, um, and, and that's great and more things like this, you know? Yep. No, I'm. I'm just the fact that you even listen to one or two episodes just 
makes me so happy. It's like, it's like a hug. But yeah, but yeah. Thank you guys for for coming in. Oh, of course. Chapel Probation. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Chapel Probation. What? What you say? I kind of messed up. Take two. Chapel Probation. It's hard to say. Scaragamoto. Call it fate, call it destiny. I don't know, I'm agnostic. But I write in my book about how friends like Shin and Keiko made deconstructing so easy for me. I mean, it wasn't easy, but they made it way easier than it it could have been. Because, you know, while I taught at APU, I lost my faith completely. And yet, it wasn't so bad because I found so much more love and acceptance from friends like Keiko and Shin than I ever found in Christian settings. Letting go of white evangelical Jesus meant opening myself myself up to people outside of evangelical spaces. And my life was so much better for it. I love my friends dearly, and you'll hear from a few more this season. Um, They make me a better person, a better artist, a better proponent for human flourishing. I make music with a lot of them. You heard Keiko invited me to write letters to Democrats in red states encouraging them to vote ahead of the last uh, midterm elections. It was Shin who got me back into playing guitar about 15 or 16 years ago. You know, I hadn't played since I was was leading fucking worship. (laughs) And I became an actual musician that wasn't just, you know, playing Christian shit. This is community. This is life worth living. So we'll end with another song from Shin. If you've listened to some chapel probation episodes, you've heard the music of this song, but it didn't have Shin singing on it. Um, It's a beautiful song. It's called What It's Gonna Be. And it's from the same performance of the song you heard earlier. So this is a live recording. So I'll leave it with that. We'll be back next week with another episode of Chapel Probation. It is really hard to say, isn't it? Keiko's not the only one that's gotten tripped up by that. Anyway, this episode was brought to you by The Guitar. I don't know, it's the only thing I can think of because let's just get to the song. Stories being told first hand Hoping that the both of us don't understand I try
More hours of fear and fright Feels like there's no end in sight I'm running out of strength to fight Another day is gonna be some light A list of headlines designed to inside Not putting them out of sight Want some quiet when I take a bite Standing here with my screen in Stronger than the pictures that are broken I feel like I'm sending into a quicksand I'm dying, I'm dying Struggling you're looking at the choice in it Stepping at the things that we open it I know I can't help but to take a stand Watching it, calling that the lights on the witness stand can't hide. 